Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey boo, editing K talking. So I realized as I was going back through this and editing the recording that in some places I completely like, I don't know what happened. Maybe my audio went out or I might drop my mic or something. And some of, some of these like things that I'm saying, it gets cut off. I am going to try to come in while I'm editing to explain whatever thought it was, but this episode may be just a little bit choppy. I did record this while the baby was sleeping, so if you know, you know. So bear with me, but it's still a really, really good episode, so I hope you enjoy. Hey, boo, hey. Okay, my heart wants this to be a fast episode, but I don't know, boo. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Per usual, y'all, I don't even know why I try to say the episode's gonna be short. I think it's because in my mind, I write a note, like I literally write a note on the episode and it says short episode long episode and so when I see short I'm thinking like okay cool like this will be 15 minutes and then I look up and it's been 30 but I digress so today I want to talk about the things that I'm quitting to scale my online business and these are things that I've already quit to scale um, I've scaled and you we've talked about scaling so I don't have to explain it but I've scaled a few times in my business now and so I just want to share some things that I have quit and then I am in the process of quitting as I am scaling my business growing doing all the things so let's talk about it get your coffee ready your tea your soda your wine whatever because we're about to go so the first thing that I quit is video one-on-one coaching calls so I used to do one-on-one coaching and they used to all be video calls and I still do one-on-one coaching calls inside of my mastermind container But I decided that I'm no longer going to do video coaching calls. I don't want to get on video. Um, That's thing number one. I really don't want to get on video. Thing number two is that video is so overwhelming for a lot of people. I think that prior to the panorama video, you know, getting on a video call was a way for us to connect. It was a way for us to, you know, see each other, blah, blah, blah. But I think after the panorama, a lot of us, are feeling some type of way about being on video about having to always be on video about having to always you know make sure our space is presentable make sure that we look presentable and I just was like you know what this doesn't feel good for me and it doesn't feel good for my clients so we're not going to do it anymore and so now we still get on zoom but it's an audio only call and I have found that my CEOs my clients they love it And it's because the pressure is gone. The pressure is taken off of you to have to show up a certain way. So that is the first thing that I got rid of. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know if this really attributed to me scaling, but I have noticed that a lot of people really, really enjoy not having to get on video for their coaching call. 
So the second thing that I stopped doing, that I quit doing to scale, is I stopped increasing the price for payment plans. I noticed that in the industry for years now, right, it's nothing new that when you do a payment plan, you usually pay more than the price of the actual program. And like, let's say, for example, the program is 997, so almost $1,000. A lot of times the payment plan for it will be $1,500, right? It'll equal up to $1,500. And people say all the time, like, oh, this is for processing fees. This is for, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't know, right? But I know the truth. I know that processing fees, you're going to get that regardless. I also know that processing fees aren't that high. So your processing fees, they're not going to equal 500 or $700 extra. So anyway, long story short, it wasn't an integrity for me to do that. And I feel like because of that, God has just blessed me. I don't, I don't know if increasing or like, you know, keeping my price consistent, whether you do a payment plan or not is scaling my business. But I definitely know that I have seen myself, like I'm able to get more clients, more people to work with me because they know that I'm not just trying to not jip them out of money, but they know that I'm not trying to get over on them. And I've talked about this in another episode about doing payment plans. And I understand the idea that, you know, a lot of times with payment plans, there is the fear that maybe people won't finish their payment plan. But I'm gonna be honest and say that whenever someone has done a payment payment a payment plan with me, they've always paid. I've had one, two, three maybe four people not finish their payment plan, but everybody else has finished their payment plan. So I also feel like if you are a person of integrity and if you position yourself and you position your program as something that people should invest in fully, you won't have to worry about people defaulting on their payment. And I know that that's a big issue and a big conversation that's had a lot about people defaulting on their payments, but I promise you it's not going to be as bad as you probably think it is if you just focus on your own self and focus on making sure that your offer is what it what it's supposed to be, but also that you just focus on positioning yourself as someone who like you don't take no mess and like if you say you're going to invest, you're going to uphold your end. And it's also about making sure that you're attracting the type of people that pay, right? That like they pay their, their invoice. So it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but that's something that I quit. And I'm just like, you know what? Thank you God for blessing me for not inflating the price on other people. I just don't think it's necessary, but that's me personally. So the next thing that I stopped doing is I stopped setting goals only based on revenue. Oh my gosh, when I stopped setting goals that were just revenue goals, my business exploded. And it was because I literally started setting goals around people. So I would say like, you know what? My goal for this launch is to have 15 conversations. And then I had the 15 conversations and filled up the mastermind. And when I set that goal, my thought process was not 15 conversations equals a full mastermind because per my conversion rate, I should not have converted. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm saying that so slow, but per my conversion rate, I shouldn't have converted as many people as I did from 15 conversations. So that just goes to show that sometimes when you set a goal, you're really setting something that's a lot bigger, but focusing on revenue goals, it just leaves you feeling 
I don't even know how to explain it, but like I would set revenue goals and because I don't hit it now, I feel like the business is a failure. But what's the difference between $10,000 and $8,000, right? Like, yeah, it's nice to say, oh, I had a five figure month, but $8,000 is, is nothing to sneeze at, right? $8,000, if you do that month over month, that's a, that's a six figure year. So, you know, we get hyped up on this revenue goal, but really we should be focused on an uh, impact goal. And so I've shifted a lot of my goals, not all my goals, because I still have tons of revenue goals and you know, a lot of different number goals and stuff like that. But also a lot of my goals do revolve around impact. How many people can I impact? How many people can I connect with? How many conversations can I have? How many people can I engage with? Things like that. And that helps me just feel and know that I am doing something bigger than just collecting a check, right? And you will realize as you get further along in business. I know if you're listening, you're probably already at the stage where you're like, you know what? Yes, I want to make money. Yes, the goal obviously to make is to make money in my business. But also I want to have a fulfilling business. I want to have an exciting business. I want something that when I wake up in the morning, I feel excited to do this. I feel excited to serve my clients. I want to show up. I I, I want to market and I want to create content, right? You want to be excited about your business and you're not going to be able to do that just focused on money. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care what anybody tells me. Nobody is able to continue to do their business only focused on money. It just doesn't work. So once I quit setting goals based on my revenue, like the game changed. The next thing that I quit doing is I stopped increasing my prices just because a coach who isn't even my ideal client told me to. And I think that I've talked about this in another episode, not sure, but I wanna say that a lot of times we work with coaches and they will say things like, oh, you should raise your prices. Yeah, I have talked about this. And I wanna challenge that. I wanna challenge the idea that we have to raise our prices in order to scale because you actually don't need to raise your prices in order to scale. Maybe to scale, you just need to generate more leads right? And actually not maybe, I know that a lot of times you just need to generate more leads. You need to create a process, create a system so that you can generate more leads. It's, it's a lead generation problem. You can make more money with your current systems and processes if you generate more, if you put more leads through it. So anyway, I would have people that would tell me to increase my prices and all that kind of stuff. And then I would, you know, try to sell this really, really high ticket offer that didn't even feel good to me. Like I didn't even feel excited about it because I was just so stressed out about the price point. And then I was stressed out about the fact that I had to pay the coach. And it was just like this whole negative feedback cycle. And so I finally just said, you know what? I am happy with my prices. My prices are mid ticket and high ticket. I'm happy with my prices and I'm not gonna change them just because a coach who is not even my ideal client told me to change them, right? Now, if my coach was my ideal client, that'd be a whole different thing, but they weren't even my ideal client. And so I wanna encourage you, if the coach is not your ideal client, don't raise your prices just because they told you to. So I now, I look at my pricing without attaching any emotion to it. I have no emotion about my prices whatsoever. My price is the price. And the reason why it's my price is because I use my plan to profit calculator. So if you have, and I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but I have a um, workshop called the plan to profit workshop. And in this workshop, I teach you how to do your cost of doing business. And then I have a calculator that helps you price your offers for profit. And so now 
I, for the last maybe two years, I've been pricing all my offers based on my cost of doing business, um, which takes into account my business expenses, as well as what I want to pay myself. And, and when I do that, now I'm pricing things from a place of, okay, this is what I need to cover my business. This is what my business needs to make in order to sustain itself and in order to be profitable. And I have no feelings towards that, right? It, it's it's literally not personal because it has nothing to do. I mean, yeah, it has to do with me because I'm going to pay myself, but it has nothing to do with like my own personal feelings. And also it doesn't have to increase just because a coach told me, oh girl, you could charge more or, oh, you should charge less. Like, no, I'm not going to because this is what this offer is worth. And I mean, the, the calculator, uh, prices based off of several different factors but those are like the two main ones my my uh cost like my expenses and then how much i want to pay myself but there are some other things that factor into the the price as well but again i have no feeling towards it like i'm i am not emotionally attached to my prices i used to be so attached to my prices i used to be so like in my head about oh should i really charge this much like is this too much or is this too little you know i used to be really stressed out about that but now i'm just like okay my calculator said this is the price so this is the price and i will say i will put things in the calculator and it'll give me a price and i'm like yeah no <laughs> maybe it's like too low or it's too high whatever it is and i will um oh i forgot to turn off my email um but whenever i see the price you know i, I can make my own adjustments and decisions from there but I'm saying all this to say I'm not attached to the pricing and this helps me to not take I'm not going to say bad advice but it's going to help me be more discerning about the advice that I take about pricing because if someone is not my ideal client and they're giving me feedback on my pricing it's important that I really just take it through a lens of okay what are they trying to say because a lot of people have really good intentions, right? Raising my prices, like the intention is, okay, I want to help you make more by doing less. And while I get that, sometimes that's not the most aligned thing and it's not the most helpful thing to do for my ideal client. So when you're thinking about your pricing, I want you to think about in terms of, okay, is the person that's telling me to raise my price, are they my ideal, my ideal client? If they're not, then just be a little bit more discerning about what decision you make and see how you can remove your emotion from the idea of pricing and from the conversation of pricing. And so if you are someone who you're really trying to, um, you really want to make sure that you're creating a profitable business, that you, you really want to make sure that you are focusing on the things you need to focus on to grow your business, I really encourage you to jump into the plan to profit workshop. It is a, it's, it's really simple. Like it's, you could probably finish everything in maybe an hour, hour and a half. Um, but it's a workshop, there's a workbook, and then there's the spreadsheet that really breaks down your cost of doing business, your pricing, all your offers, how many sales you need in order to hit your revenue goals, um, what you need to be focusing on each quarter. It really breaks things down in your business so that you know exactly where you need to focus, but also so that you know that you're creating a profitable and aligned business. So I'll link that below if you wanna jump into that workshop. The next thing that I stopped doing in order to uh, scale my business is I stopped doing all the things. And when I say I stopped doing all the things, I still do a lot of things, right? Like I still have the podcast, I have social media, but there are a lot of things that I did stop, right? I stopped the Facebook group, which 
I don't know maybe when I record this the Facebook group will be back it's like I like it's like one minute I don't want the Facebook group and then the next minute I'm like oh I want the Facebook group again I don't know y'all what I'm doing with the Facebook group but it's there um but even outside of that I hired help I started to streamline my processes for marketing and now I am literally working less but I'm making more than I ever have when I was doing 5,000 different things. So I used to do, you know, Instagram and then there was the Facebook group and then there was the podcast and then there was the blog and then there was Pinterest. Like there were just all these different strategies. And now I'm going to be honest, I still do a lot of those things, but there are several things that I stopped doing completely. And then there are other things that I was like, you know what, I still want to do this, but I can't do it. So let me hire someone to help me with it. And so when I did that, I was able to just really see things grow in my business. Something else is that I closed an entire business for good. And it was because I realized that that business wasn't aligned with where I was. And it just kept me in this cycle of being busy and overwhelmed. And, and so I stopped doing all the things. And so now I'm really focusing on two areas of business, two very specific things. I have my photography company and that does its thing. And then I have here i have this space which is becoming ceo and becoming ceo it does have two aspects it has the coaching aspect and then it has the done with you done for you aspect so while yeah there's three different legs i've really streamlined a lot of what i'm doing and i'm not having to do all the things i'm not having to market you know 5,000 things at one time if I don't want to sometimes I do like sometimes I have fun marketing multiple things but other times I really just want to focus on okay this is the one thing that I'm doing and that's it so I stopped doing all the things and I just I stopped feeling so overwhelmed I wasn't as busy and I was able to really see profit because I'm making more without having to do more work the next thing that I quit and something else that I quit was I quit having stressful launch cycles. So I literally have just stopped launching. And it's kind of weird to say that because technically I do launch, but I don't hardcore launch like I used to. So I used to do like these launch cycles where, you know, the cart is only open and closed. Like the cart is only, only open from this period of time and then you can't join. I stopped doing that and I shifted almost all my offers to be evergreen so basically now you can join my offers pretty much at any time and I mean the mastermind that's not like any time but I have enough open in times that you can pretty much join at any time so now I sell what feels aligned I don't sell like I don't I don't sell you know just one offer for these next two or three weeks and then if it doesn't sell out I'm screwed no I wake up some days and I'm like what am I selling today and I sell that thing now I don't do this all the time because I'm still really strategic and I really love planning so I usually am planned out ahead but a lot of days I do wake up and I just say like okay what am I going to promote today like what am I going to sell today how do I want to make money today and I go and I make money and it's just it's just that simple and I want to tell you that this is not something that just started working. This is something that I just brought back. So for those of you that have followed me from the OG, she's the creative days. And when I was just doing photography, you will remember that I used to like literally just come up with new photography packages all the time and just sell random, like just 
anytime I felt like I would sell a new photography package or I would like randomly sell a coaching package. So this is not new that I am not like that I'm not hardcore launching, but what is new is that I've decided to create a evergreen model for all my offers so that it actually makes sense why I am promoting the things that I'm promoting. And I'm not making up new offers. Like the offers that I have now, they do have a rhyme or reason. It is part of a product suite. Like it's not like I just woke up today and made up a new offer. Although sometimes I do, like I have, I have made up offers for the photography company and it's only because I, people are asking for things and I'm like, okay, let me just make something up. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, that's okay. Um, but I'm not doing stressful launch cycles. So literally for the last maybe year, maybe even maybe almost two years, I have not legitimately like hardcore launched anything in probably two years because everything has been evergreen and it's been really great to not have to worry about the cart opens, the cart closes, blah, blah, blah. But I do sometimes go through periods where I'm like, okay, I'm heavily promoting this one offer. And I create like this little mini launch, like this mini launch energy around it. So I'm really in this season where I'm selling what feels aligned and what I know in this season is going to provide the best transformation for my audience. So for the people that are listening to me, I know that this offer is going to best serve you. And that's why I promote it. And if, it, if I don't feel like it's going to add value to you right now, then I'm not going to promote it. And when I'm having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people, it's nice that all my offers are evergreen because now I'm not telling someone, well, hey, I think this would be a good fit for you, but you got to wait. It's like, no, you don't have to wait. You can join this now because I know that this is what you need right now. So it's a different type of energy that I'm showing up when it comes to selling. And that's just an idea for you. You don't have to change all your offers to evergreen if you're a coach. Um but that may be an idea for you if you are a service provider i know when i was a service provider i would only open my books during certain times because I, I didn't have the capacity to take on people you know year round maybe you decide like you know what i'm gonna just figure out a system right i'm gonna get my systems my processes in place i'm gonna hire someone to help me and now i'll be able to take on people at all times and watch your business grow and scale that way so that's a, that's just an idea for you to try out now, I want to say that with this whole idea of no stressful launches, it doesn't mean that I'm never going to launch or that I don't launch at all, but my launches going forward will be super intentional and it's not going to be super frequent because I don't need to launch like that. Like I can create, I can sell because I feel excited about an offer because I feel like this is going to help someone, not I'm selling, I'm creating this big launch and this is going to be a cash injection. And if I don't make the money, I'm going to be screwed. It's a shift in energy because when you are selling from a place of this launch has to do well or I'm screwed, it people can tell. People can tell and usually those launches don't go well. So that's why I stopped doing that stressful launch cycle thing because I realized that I was so tied to the end result that I couldn't even show up the way that I needed to show up and sell because I was so focused on the idea that, oh my gosh, if I don't fill all these seats, if I don't fill all these spots, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, have what I need. And I didn't want that energy, especially because when I am, I'm just the type of person that I know that when I am having sales conversations and when someone is saying they want to invest in me, I really want to make sure that that person knows that they're making a smart investment. I don't want to 
convince them to join because I need it. It's not about me. It's about you and what you need. And if you don't need this, I want to be able to confidently say, you know what? This is not a good fit for you. And I've always been that way. Like you guys have heard me say time and time again, how I have told people, no, they can't join my offers. Or I've told people, hey, I actually think that you should work with someone else. So I've never been afraid to say no or to turn someone away. But I will say in launches, it can be really mentally discouraging and just really hard to navigate when you're having to refer so many people away because it's not a good fit. You know, so I wanted to eliminate that energy completely and eliminate, you know, that blow to the spirit. And I was like, okay, no more of these launches, like no more stressful launch cycles, no more. Like I used to do like month long launches and it would be so overwhelming because you talk to so many people and you connect with so many people just to only sign three into your program. And while three people is freaking amazing because I, and I always celebrate whatever the number is, it can be discouraging when you set the goal of 10. And when you set the goal of, oh, this is going to be a five figure launch or, you know, like not, not five figure, but like a multiple five figure launch. And it doesn't turn out to be that. So I shifted from doing the stressful launches and now I have evergreen offers and I can sell all day and have so much fun. And it's just amazing. So the next thing that I stopped doing, which actually I've been stopped doing this like a long, long time ago, but I quit with the false scarcity. Either the spots are there or they're not. I'm not going to play the game. I'm not going to be like, oh, two spots left, knowing that there's seven spots. I ain't got time for that. If this is the number of spots, this is what it's going to be. I don't, I don't play that game of, oh, I'm never going to run this program again, or I'm not sure when it's going to run again. Y'all, it's a lie. People know if they're going to run their offers again, right? People know if they're going to run their program again. People, people know when they're going to have more seats available for stuff. Now, service providers is a little different, right? Because as a service provider, you may not always know if your clients are going to resign or if they're not going to resign. So, you know, that may not be a lie, but a lot of people will be like, oh yeah, I don't know if there's going to be any more seats, blah, 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 blah. Knowing good and well that there's like 10 seats available. I don't think so. So I don't play that game. I'm not going to pretend that I filled spots when I haven't. It's unnecessary. That is something that I quit. And I really do believe that that has helped me scale because people know that I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like if you use false scarcity, you are literally intentionally lying to people. And for me, I just what is the reason? <laughs> what is the reason? You know, kind of thing. So that's what I, how I feel about false scarcity. I think this is the last thing I wanted to share. Yes, it is. So the last thing that I want to share is that the thing that I stopped doing um, and the thing that I quit in order to scale is I stopped selling my own income. This was interesting for me when I decided when I made this decision, because as we know, especially as coaches, this happens a lot for coaches, um, but it's, it has happened to me as a service provider. So as coaches, a lot of times people want to know your income. They want to know how much you made. And a lot of times income is used as credibility, right? It's used to show your credibility. But the truth, and we all know this to be the truth, the truth is that just because I have made a certain amount that does not guarantee your success, right? It doesn't guarantee that because you've made $5,000, you can help someone else make $5,000, right? That's not how it works. And so 
my thing has always been you know what I make this amount of money and that's cool and I could teach you right I could teach you the way I did it and then I can teach you a framework and a process to help you do it but ultimately you still have to show up you still have to implement you have to execute you have to do the work and so I hope and, and, and the other thing that I think about and that I thought about when I was like battling, okay, how do I navigate this whole culture of selling your income? I always thought to myself, like, you know what? I really hope that my clients out earn me. And because of that, my income, it really becomes irrelevant because not only is it the idea that just because I made this amount doesn't mean that you're going to make the amount, but it's also like, I really do want people to out earn me. But I also don't think it's necessary to say how much it is. I just want to celebrate the fact that, hey, I have some clients that make $50,000 a year and then I have other clients who make $200,000 a year. And both of those things are really great. And I celebrate that. I'm really excited about that. And just because I make a certain amount, it doesn't it doesn't make or break the transformation that I know I'm going to be able to get my clients. So like I said, I hope that all my clients out earn me. I hope that, you know, all of them are able to hit whatever goal, like whatever their personal goal is as well. Right. So while maybe, I mean, not maybe, I have a lot of people that don't out earn me a significant amount. And just because they don't out earn me doesn't mean anything. Right. Again, the income doesn't matter. Because I know that I bring a transformation. I know that I add value. I know that everybody that has ever worked with me has always had winning, like glowing things to say, and they always come back. I feel like that's a sign of a really, really good coach or a really, really good service provider. So like, I know I have a coach who I literally go and work with her every year because she's a really great coach. And I, I, I work with her once a year. I jump into her one-on-one -on -one coaching and I do it every year because she helped me with something very specific and I always have to check in with that. Um, I have a lot of clients who, you know, maybe every year they'll come back to me to work for like three months and then they'll leave and they'll come back next year. And I feel like that's a really good sign and a really good testament that I'm a good coach because it doesn't matter how much I'm making, how much I'm not making, how much they're making. They're always coming back because I'm not selling my income. I'm selling a transformation. I'm selling a result. I'm I'm selling an experience and that's what matters. I'm selling my value. And I do things in a way that other people don't. I'm very data-driven. I'm very um, statistic statistics-driven. And so a lot of times people like working with me because they've never seen the numbers. They've never seen the data they've never seen or they've never processed business the way that I process it. And so... Sometimes they just need that check-in to say like, oh, wow, okay, this is where I am. Cool. Now let me go back and run and, and keep doing my thing. Other people, they want to stay with me long-term, right? They want to work with me. Like I have one client who literally, we work together for like six to nine months out of the year. And it's great because I'm able to support her long-term. But none of this has anything to do with my income. It has, it doesn't, my income is so irrelevant. And I'm going to be honest, I... I have hired one coach because I wanted to know how she made her income. I didn't hire her because of her income. So that's the other thing. It's like, what I do is I'm showing you the evidence of what's possible for you, right? I'm showing you, I'm going to help you and support you in 
figuring out what success you can have and what success my other clients have had. I would much rather showcase and shout out the income of my clients versus myself. Because again, like I said, what I make, it, I mean, okay, so what, right? Like, congratulations, do you want a cookie? <laughs> you know, that that's how I feel about my income. Like, okay. The truth of the matter is, is that in order to know if someone's a good coach or if they can deliver on the service that they say they can deliver on is, can they get a result for someone else, right? So how many people have I helped, you know, hit X, Y, and Z goal? How many people have I supported in this capacity? How many people have I performed this service for, right? Those are the things that really matter. And for me, even as a service provider, I don't just like, as a photographer, it would make no sense for me to showcase photos of myself I mean granted if I if I did the photos myself that would make sense but a lot of my photos I have another photographer take of me so I don't need to post the photos of me I need to post photos of my work what have I done for other people as a coach as a consultant as um as a social media manager right I wasn't posting my own although I could have used myself as a case study I would have been a great case study for myself but I wasn't sharing um with my social media agency what I was doing for myself I was sharing what I did for other people and funny story my social media agency actually didn't have a social media it had a website and that's it and so I would do case studies on my website showing how I was able to get people you know more engagement more followers more reach all that kind of stuff so it was really cool but anyway long story short short I stopped selling myself and what I did for me and I started selling and showcasing what I could do for other people this if you could take nothing else away from this episode take that away from it because I see a lot of people who you're selling like or you're trying to sell who you are and I want to just let you know you can stop doing that now like you don't have to sell who you are anymore you don't have to sell you know what you do personally you can literally just talk about the value that you've added for other people. Now, I will make this like kind of note. I do talk about how I have saved myself time, how I have, you know, basically changed my own life. I, I do talk about that and I will always talk about that because I think that's important. I think that's relevant. But there are some things to your journey and to what you do that you don't have to share. And I want to give you that freedom and permission to be like, you know what? I don't want to share my revenue. And I'll be honest, I never really enjoyed the whole revenue sharing thing. Um, I think I will share revenue in the future when becoming CEO gets to a specific level. Um, I probably will share the revenue of the company, but it will only be either in a mastermind setting or it will only be if you guys are really asking how to build a company like this in that case then i will share the revenue of the company but otherwise i don't think it really matters because i mean actually i know it doesn't matter because i pulled you guys too i even pulled you guys it's so funny i pulled you guys a few months ago on instagram and i asked if you cared about income and it was like it was like 90 percent said no so yeah anyway did anything in this episode speak to you did any of these things like give you an aha or just kind of make you think about what you could change and you know kind of doing your business to scale if so I would love for you to chat with me about it on Instagram but also if there's anything here that you were like you know what yeah I want to kind of stop doing that like I want to stop doing calls I want to stop you know um 
uh, or stop, I'm going to stop doing video calls. I'm going to set better goals. You know, I want to really start setting more intentional and more impactful goals. I want to, you know, make sure that my pricing is profitable, things like that. If any of that spoke to you, I would love to have you inside the, the Sustainably Scaling Mastermind. I would love to have you in there. Inside this space, I just really want to help people streamline and make sense of your business. I really want to help you get to a place where you're just like, feeling really confident in the next level growth that you're having in your business. And I want you to be doing things in a simple and aligned way that supports your life goals. Because for me, business is supposed to support your life and the lifestyle that you want. If it doesn't do that, you're doing it wrong. We're going to cover so many areas. I can't even get into all of it right now. I couldn't even write it all out on the, on the sales page, to be honest. But we're really going to get into all the things to just help you, um, feel confident, right? And to not feel so burnt out and tired in your business. I'm going to help you, you know, feel confident in your pricing because a lot of times we just don't feel like we can't sell because we don't feel confident in our prices. And that is a huge, huge issue that I see happen to a lot of service providers and coaches. A lot of us struggle with our pricing because someone told us to raise our prices or someone said that this is what the price should be, or we're looking at the industry standard and we're like, oh, this is what the price should be. And it's like, that doesn't feel aligned and that's okay. You can, you can charge something else. Um, maybe you are in a place where you're like, you have this long wait list and it's overwhelming, or you have people constantly inquiring and you can't serve them. And it's because you can't figure out how to put processes and systems and team members in place to actually allow you to take on those clients so that you can make the money. Like wait lists are cool, but a wait list is not cool when you're literally like it's long and you're missing out on money like that it, that makes no sense so um that's what the whole point of this mastermind is i really want to help you like just create strategies and offers that are going to let you scale to six and multiple six figures in an easy not i'm not gonna say easy but just in an aligned way in a way that just supports your lifestyle in a way that helps you feel encouraged and not burnt out and stressed so if this sounds like you click the link below and get inside the mastermind and until next time i will talk to you later darling thanks so much for tuning in don't forget to follow me on the gram at mrs k hillman and let me know you're picking up what i'm putting down take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so i know it's real may you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the ceo and woman you were designed to be until next time let's get this money